Y'all, welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Motherfucking Said. You know, I was going back over the episode list, and I've been recording so much (laughs) since last year. I'm like, how the fuck do I have only six episodes when I literally have, like, at least eight hours of recorded shit? (laughs) With not just myself, with different people, but... I don't even talk to those people anymore. And they release some private details. So I'm like, should I still even publish this? If this person, if me and this person are like, like one was an ex and we ended things really well. He hit me up the other day, but I'm like, we're still not together. And it's still like, you may not want people to know what you're like when you're on acid in that state, you know, like 10 years down the line, you may be like, then another one, it was a couple, my friend and his girlfriend, and uh but she was a nightmare <laughs> so i'm like i still don't know even though you, you you did some things that made me question you i still don't know if i want to put your personal business out there but anyway welcome to another episode of i said what i said i feel so fresh and so clean right now i just took a shower and it was glorious and of course it was over 30 minutes but something very peculiar happened my um what that thing is that little smudge thing that you be you be bathing yourself with the loofah the loofah is that what it's called <laughs> the luge <laughs> so i was like bathing with my loofah luge and i was like what the hell is this sour smell like it's it's not making sense like why am i smelling sour when i'm like i have soap on my body and i'm scrubbing it out and you know like i should be smelling fresh and so clean clean why am i not and so it was my um it was my, it was my loofah. It was my, my sploosh fuja, my lupa. It was smelling sour. And I was like, this is interesting. And then I was thinking, well, how often should you change your shloofah? You know, the little spongy loofah thing. Like, how often? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, because, you know, I always rinse it out with, like, hot water after I shower. But I'm thinking, like, a good three to six months, maybe. That sounds about right, even though I've never done that. Even though I'm going to keep that thing and bathe with that thing until, I don't know, it falls apart. But yeah, I never have had one longer than like a year or two. It sounds gross now that I'm thinking about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I've had this one just under a year. Why is it smelling sour? And it's never smelled like this way before. And I've never had one that smelled like this before. Like, it, it just, it did not smell great. And I still bathe with it. So I don't know if I smell like suave <laughs> or Irish spring or like sour. Like you like you tried to shower, but you bathed in sour milk. I don't know what I smell like right now. But I feel clean because I just showered. But I think it's my I think it's the soap that I'm using because it's like a citrusy kind of soap. I think I've used it before in the past, but not really to like the extent that I'm using it now. I got a two pack. Uh so I'm like, I think it that like the citrus aspect of it is what's making this smell sour. So I don't know. I mean, I'm probably still gonna keep it for another five years, but I did not like that smell. I'm I, I'm gonna have to get another schlufa. Luge, lu, I, I'm just gonna have to get another, or just bathe with my hands like white people. Hey, white people. Um. <laughs> so today, what are we gonna talk about? Oh, remember that thing I had to do for Nickelodeon? Um, they fired me. They totally, they were like, we're good. Um, your depression is, is more serious than we thought. Um, you're a fucking waste of life. And we're going to need somebody else. <laughs> ugh, ugh. It's like 
now day to day I don't feel as shitty or as hopeless. But like I just I don't want to go anywhere. Only like go to my medicine man, get my herbal refreshment, or like go to the store if I have to. But like the past week and a half, even though I've had the funds and I should have been going to the store to get groceries so I can save money and all that blah blah blah, you know, responsible budget save. I just did Uber Eats because I couldn't, I didn't, <laughs> so I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm talking to people, but very superficially, like, we can talk about, like, TV shows or something funny. We just can't talk about me. I don't want to talk about me. I'm not sharing anything about me. Let's talk about you. You're more interesting than anything else. So, yeah, but I, I'm still not fully opened up in how I relate to people, and I feel like this last time, I just realized that, like, like, are you going to fucking burn every single bridge you have? Like, I just shut down in order to not burn bridges. <laughs> but now I don't even want to, I don't even want to build bridges. I don't want to nurture the relationships that I've built over the years. Or the relationships that I've made healthy again. I just, I just kind of feel like I'm done with people at this point, you know. I just feel like I'm thrilled with people at this current stage in the game. Like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I care, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, a friend asked me three days ago. She was like, we should hang out. Like, we've been talking, you know, since I got over my last bout. We've been talking, you know, chucks and giggles. Very superficially, just about, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Shout out to Simone for winning season 13. But then she asked me, she was like, we should hang out. And I didn't message her for three days. It just was like, what? We should what? No. I'm good. Mind you, I've known her since I was a teenager. But it's like, eh, just the thought of it. I don't know. Mm-mm. I had a cousin this morning was like, hey, what are you doing today? You know, I'd like to come see you if the rain lets out. One of my family members that I haven't seen in two and a half years. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't feel like hanging out with people. It's like. There was a point in time where I was, I knew that my depression was getting bad and I was reaching out, but I don't think people really um, caught on to what I was trying to say. But for me to even actually say it to you and verbalize it in that way, it has to be pretty fucking bad because it takes a lot. Like, if I'm coming to you at a one, my depression is probably at a 15, but I'm showing you it as a one. And you can't, like, you can't play Blue's Clues with mental illness, you know? Adults have lives. They have other shit going on. You need to verbalize it and say it. And, you know, I'll just present it how the best way I know how at this point. And I feel like nobody really caught on. And now that I'm over that little period and back to, like, self-soothing and finding ways to cope and deal with it in a healthy manner, it's like, yeah, I'm done. Not only am I done reaching out when I do feel this way, I'm just done reaching out. I'm just done reaching out. I don't know, it kind of feels relieving, especially if you have a history of codependency like me and caring about people and, like, putting yourself out there, giving the shirt off your back, blah, 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 blah. I'm not perfect. I've made, I fucked up. Like, I've burned a lot of bridges, but still, I'm still very, like, I'm neither for you. I neither you that. You know, shit like that. But now I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. We can still do, like, we can laugh and shit. That's fine. Hanging out? No, thank you. But we can, like, 
talk about the weather and joke superficially, but any serious stuff, I'm not the person for that. I'm not mm, any hard stuff. You want to let go, you like, you got to go to somebody else because I can only take care of me right now, clearly. And it's so funny, even in those moments where I'm like, like panic, like I'm like, every time I reach out to call somebody, nobody picks up. And it's been that way for years for years every time i go oh maybe this person oh i know this person like i'll even go outside of the people that i trust and i know care about me and love since they're not picking up i'll go to somebody who i know is not good for me but they're there so i'll reach out to them and it'll end up even worse and put me make me feel even shittier because you're like you know this person doesn't care about like why are you being vulnerable to them well i try to be vulnerable to the people i know it's safe to be vulnerable with and then bitches just always drop the ball and again, it's not like I'm saying it as like I'm blaming them for anything. I used to. I used to blame everybody for everything. But it's like, it's just me. It's my shit. It's not their fault. You know? However, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm okay. I'm through with people right now. Yeah, that's okay. Before we get more into our podcast, I'd like to take a moment to say that without our sponsors, we would not be able to do this podcast. So this sponsor has provided us with a lovely donation. This episode is sponsored by Toxic Air. You know what I hate when I get up in the morning? The smell of fresh air. Free of chemicals and smog. It is just so annoying, isn't it? Well, now, thanks to Toxic Air, <laughs> Toxic Air, <laughs> I can wake up coughing and breathing heavily. <laughs> just like all the other people with emphysema. Yes, with good old brand new fresh Toxic Air, you too can possibly one day have lung cancer. Every day could be like Beijing, to- China with Toxic Air. <laughs> So go ahead and go to www.toxicair.com. Use the link or the code I said what I said for 15% off on your very own package of Toxic Air. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, the start of this was not to be 10 minutes of talking about where I'm at in my depression right now. I was actually going to go into a story about party I went to last August. Yes, a party in Quarantina. How I almost lost my life. <laughs> so there's this, oh, I'm going to be very candid and um, I'm going to be very candid in this episode. But I really don't think this person will ever hear it. So I feel like I can be, I can be candid. <laughs> okay, so was it last year? It was 2019. I had started a job. And in this job, I basically, like, somebody showed me the basics of how to do it, and then I just learned it on my own. I just took off by myself. Then a couple of days later, the actual trainer came in, and when he came in, I was just kind of like, well, like, I came in on a Sunday. And, you know, usually offices are dead on Sundays, even if they're open. It's like, like, a days ago, whatever. So I was like, I taught myself, basically. I don't need your ass. But he was just this happy-go-lucky guy. And it just immediately turned me off because I was like, no. 
something about you you're not saying. Like, there's just something about this right here that's a facade that I'm not into. But we're at work. It's like as if he owes me any of that. Like, he doesn't have to tell me a story, his real government name. Like, this is a job. Not even like a career type job. This is just a basic do this work, get your check, and leave. But I wasn't feeling him at first. Because <laughs> I just felt like I don't know what this is. But this whole thing, I'm not really feeling. So I I started the job in September. Cut to Thanksgiving. It's like Friendsgiving potluck 2019. This is when people brought food and other people touched and we were in closed spaces and all that. Pre-COVID. So he's walking up and I'm sitting with two of my coworkers and one of them says, you know, the way he walks, he walks like (laughs) he walks like he doesn't have on any boxers and he usually wore shorts. And then I looked at him. And when I tell you, it like it was a complete 180 or as we like to say, a 360, like I hated him and then I loved him and then I hated him again in that moment. And then I fell in love again. Like, as he was slowly walking up the minute she said it, something clicked, and I was like, I want him inside me now. (laughs) Bring me the boy. (laughs) Uh, It was like something changed. And then I became really into him. And then I was on the secret mission to find out his sexuality. Anywho, in that whole little thing, I guess he's straight. I don't know. We're still good friends today. But we started hanging out. Like, I like how I finagled my way in. But I really, part of it was to find out his sexuality. But another part of it was to really try to get to understand him and know him more. You know, and not just prejudge based off of that that first initial reaction that I got from him. Because, like, if you feel like you're, like, putting up balls and who you're presenting is not really you, then I'm not really feeling you. But if you do that and you don't wear boxers, I'm all into that. Like, what's your name is? What? You wear boxers? Ugh. Yes. Put up the walls. Ignore me emotionally. Like, ugh. <laughs> so I got to find out that uh, we have a lot in common in terms of, like, dealing with depression and shit. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not. It was one of those situations where... I didn't like him or I thought I didn't like him not because there was something wrong with him but because I saw myself in him and since there's some part of me that doesn't like that I put on when I'm feeling a certain kind of way I didn't like that about him (laughs) he's actually a pretty cool dude a pretty creative artistic dude that I was still very much intrigued by at this time and this was just, like, that was 2019. I started to hang out, you know, 2020, COVID happened. We're all on shutdown. We're all only communicating virtually. So he ends up inviting me to um, his his roommate's birthday party at their apartment, which I had been to several times. I had spent the night a couple of times. We always just drink and smoke weed, maybe play a game or two, watch a show or something. And when I'm there, his roommate's always been cool. Like, he was himself when I first met him. So I was like, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> like, he's one of those people where it's like, you, what, you, what you get, you know, you, you just got to take what he gets. Because he's going to give you exactly himself at all times, no matter what. And that's something that's always appreciated. Like, you never got to guess. He's not a bad guy. He's not even an asshole. He's pretty funny. So, yeah. And they're always, like, shooting the shit and going back and forth. Like, teasing each other. Just like friends do. I was just about to say. Just like, you know bros do just like us bros do we like talk shit to each other raise each other's hair like it's 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 let and it's legit 
and I also need to go to like some elocution or articulation classes because <laughs> but anyway so you know they kind of like yeah oh, why'd you fuck my wife and all that type of shit so I now just laugh at it because I just think you know it's really nice to see when two friends seem to be good friends or genuine friends it's like a good healthy relationship whether it's platonic or romantic you know between two guys who are just friends between two girls who are just friends between a guy and a girl who are friends between a loving couple no matter what the gender is it's just nice to see two people really enjoying each other and having fun so that had been my experience every time i would go over there this particular time i was like oh just a Going over there before and hanging out with them, I was like, he invited me to his birthday party. I was like, I should bring food. I just felt like, yeah, these aren't the guys that are going to have food at their party. They're going to have like, they're just going to have liquor. I just knew, I just knew like these are party boys and they're just, they're going to have a party. Like there may not be food or non-alcoholic beverages, but you're going to, you're going to get fucking high and you're going to drink. And that's really all you need for a fucking party. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all the boring people who are parents now and just have, like, game nights and shit. Shout out to you. You threw your life away to give somebody else life. And God damn it, you may be stupid, but I respect you, okay? See, I just knew, so I just got, like, I think three different types of wings. More barbecue than anything, because, you know, you know, I heated them up here in my apartment. It was like three or four pants. And when I brought it there, sure enough, <laughs> they're like, oh, man, thanks. We didn't even think about food. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is where it pays to be a gay man. You know, you know, every 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 straight bro group needs a gay guy because he's going to pay attention to the details. He's going to be like, no, you're not supposed to wear sandals with that suit, you asshat. Go put on some dress shoes. Like, you know. <laughs> They can help guide you and move you along without any strings attached, without, like, you know, saying if you don't do this, you won't get... Without playing any mind games or trying to mentally coax you into doing something with their womanly charm. You know, they're just, they're just, they're just out and proud and gay and just want to help you straight, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I brought food. Because also, like, if I'm drinking, and I planned on drinking as much as I could drink without throwing up, but even still, I need food. <laughs> so I'm glad I brought wings. So we're partying. I think about, I want to say about 12 people show up in total. And it's just a regular old kickback. Music's playing. People hopping from, like, one little circle to another little circle, talking and jamming. There was this one chick there who seemed really super cool. Very, like dry humor very witty one of those people where you like look into the crowd and you're like oh i know what you're on you know what i'm on we're the observers who's gonna look and make fun of the shit that we see that's off that's happening so we kind of did that and then this bitch who i don't know if this is racist or not, racist or not but i was texting a friend and i was calling her mulan because she was a pretty she was a pretty asian girl with long beautiful hair she was pushing up on my man so i was like mulan better back up because i will <laughs> Why is you talking to him? Like they went outside and they had, or I was looking, I was looking at them enjoy a good conversation from outside. And then I think they came outside and then I think I went inside and then I was just watching from the inside, plotting and planning and, you know, how, how do I kill this bitch? 
So then we get into more conversation, more people join in or whatever, and I'm talking to Mulan, and this really young, like, fun dude, which is like, this dude better be careful, because he's one of those kids, he seems smart, he seems aware, but he could have died of, like, alcohol poisoning at, like, UT Austin, because that, he just seems like that fun, down for whatever, if enough people uh, suggest him to do something, he's probably going to do it. But me, him, and Mulan are talking, and then they're talking about this volleyball league. That's how they know each other. And then he was like, yeah, you should come. You should join. I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was talking to her. I was like, yeah, what's your number? And she was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, I hate when I get the, um, when I get the straight pervy guy reaction from girls, because it's like, bitch. Uh, more times than not, I'm not attracted to you. Um, the most I would ever do is just text you and be like, so is this volleyball thing, like, where is it at? What do you guys do? What do I need to bring? Like, what's the price? That's the most I was gonna do, and then probably never show up. But then it's like, well, then why do you, I didn't really care about it, just to not like the way she rejected it. Like, I would have greatly appreciated a no thank you. You know, I just don't, I'm not really looking to make new friends. Like, that is way more appreciative way more appreciative than you being the observer to me and having a bitch reaction to me for putting myself out there like no we're the observers together don't turn on me Mulan you didn't even do that in the movie (laughs) like (laughs) so anywho the party's winding down and it's just my coworker slash friend his roommate um, one of the girls that was there very early on, she was super nice, super sweet. She ended up leaving too, and it's his roommate's um, two friends, and they're just, I guess I hung up with them before, and it was a little off, but this time it was really off, and it didn't, it didn't show how off it was until whatever went down went down, and I was like, oh, these people... Like, at, by the end of it, I was telling him, these people are not your friends. Like, they are not. They are not your friends. Now, the other people before, they were, like, mostly his friends. But I'm sure they were friends with him, too. But these two people specifically, like, if I wasn't there, um, something really bad could have happened to him. Like, something really lethal could have happened to him because there was not one person on his side. Not one person on his side. And it would have been three against one. And he's already, like, drunk. Everybody else is drunk. Their guns, their knives. So, anyway. Like, as soon as, (laughs) I think, his roommate's friend, after she leaves, like, the sweetest thing ever. (laughs) Party's winding down. I'm thinking, you know, I'll smoke some more, probably drink some more, and then head out. You know? Because, you know, still, I'm trying to. But I'm pretty sure he's straight at this point. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, as soon as the sweetest person (laughs) I had met since quarantine happened left, these two guys, they're, like, shooting the shit like they normally do, play arguing or whatever, and then they get into a fight. Not, like, a real physical fight, but, like, a wrestling match type fight on the ground. Mind you, we had been drinking for about three or four hours at this time. I'm just laughing because I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm thinking, well, you know, they roughhouse verbally maybe they also wrestle maybe this is just a bro thing they do so and it started out that way i think what happened was and i didn't even realize it too because i was sticking up for my friend somewhere in the middle of them like wrestling 
as it sometimes can get when people roughhouse and play, usually when you're younger. Because when you're older, it's either you don't roughhouse or, like, you just know. So you, you can't roughhouse with somebody if there are other issues. So it became very serious, but I still, it still took me, like, after they started really arguing, arguing, to be like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't just play wrestling. So my friend is holding down his roommate, and his roommate's telling him, let me go, let me go. He's, like, tapping, and he held him on, I guess, a little bit too long. So I don't know if the roommate, well, first, like, I wouldn't want to be, like, hemmed up in that position anyway, not even if we're roughhousing, not even for a second. But two, I also think he was either embarrassed because, like, he couldn't get up and this guy pinned him down in front of, like, me, who, yeah, we've hung out a few times, but you don't know me really that well and people you do know well. So I was thinking maybe he was embarrassed by that. Or he was just, like, pissed off because it wasn't, it turns out they don't really wrestle like that. So my friend, I guess in the middle of play wrestling, he got serious. And he was, like, seriously using force against him. And the other guy did not. The other guy did not take kindness to that. So they got into a big argument. And I was trying to be like, no, he was just playing. It was just, and he was like, dude, shut the fuck up. His roommate was like, you're not in this. It's just between me and him. And I'm still like, but it come on. Because it's not, like, I've been through some very violent things in my life. So, like, play wrestling, to me, it was like, it's not, even if he held on to you longer, like, it shouldn't go to where it's about to go. But it did. So they were just going back and forth. It was about a good 10-minute argument of, like, the roommate just going ham and yelling and being red-faced. He's like a short white guy with red hair. But, um, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of Charlie Day. I just, I don't know. I just thought he was cool. Not even, like, in an attractive way. He was cool to me. So his friend is just going off and just saying all this personal shit that is, like, between two roommates and, like, maybe at, like, 22, for sure at 22, I'd be like, oh, bitch. But, like, at 29, and I don't think age specifically matters. I think it's the maturity factor. So maybe I shouldn't talk about age so much like I do. I should just say, um, when I was more immature, that would have been appealing to me. Like, even if it was my friend, like, oh, it's a, and then, ooh, child. But at this point, now that I'm more mature, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, we don't need to know this. I don't need to know this. I'm just a friend that barely comes over every now and then. They don't need, like, this is your guys' business, you know? So he was just running down the list of how frustrated he's been with my friend. And it's so, like, why? Like, some of the things he was saying, it never really changed my mind or opinion about my friend. Because some of the things he was saying, I've been in that position, too. And then knowing that he deals with depression, when you can't function or you can't do certain things, like I can understand, I can see how that can be frustrating to somebody else. But for you, you're just trying to make it through a day, bitch. So it never really changed my opinion or anything of him. I was just thinking, it's like you would just never think the way he presents himself that he was going through any kind of trouble at um at his place, you know. But I knew it was a facade anyway. But it, I just thought it was the depression. I didn't think he had any issues with his roommate. But yeah, they're arguing, and then, you know, I can't remember if he pulled out, his roommate has had a gun, I've seen it almost every time I've been over there, I'm not really, I'm not really perturbed by guns, or afraid of a gun, if you have a gun, have it, cool, I can't remember if he pulled out his gun before they started fighting, or after they started fighting, but they ended up in the kitchen, and all I hear is crashing, and it's just this sound system, the speakers, the laptop, 
everything his roommate showed me when I first got in, he was like, yeah, you got to you gotta be careful when you're over here because this is a very expensive. So you can't come over here and, you know, spill shit or knock shit. You got to be careful if you're over here. That very same area that he pointed out to me in the beginning, that's where the fights first broke out. So I just hear crashing. I hear people. I see people on the floor. He pulls out a gun. <laughs> Where me and the other two people are trying to, you know, tell him to put the gun away. But also the girls chiming in a little bit harder and, you know, harping in on my friend and saying, backing up the roommate with things that he said and adding more stuff and say, he doesn't do this and he's never done that. And blah, 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 blah. And her boyfriend, he's just, he's, he's basically the roommate's latchkey kid like he was just whatever the roommate was for he was for and she was for but she was more verbal and louder so we separate them he goes to his room he gets the knife so now it's like a gun and a knife and we're still in the kitchen and it's like one of those long skinny kitchens and it's me my friend it's me my friends on the ground because we got him down on the ground even though he's still at the knife he's the other guy's facing him but he's standing up with his gun pointed i'm behind my friend the roommate's guy friend, the other friend, he's on side of him, and his girlfriend is yelling and blah, 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 and he still has his gun out, so I'm like, put your gun down, I'm telling him to put the knife down, the other guy pulls out his gun, and I'm like, what you doing, man, like, you need to put your gun down, because adding another gun, another weapon to this situation is not gonna make this situation any better, it's not gonna help, so I was like, he put the gun away, his other friend, he was about to throw a bottle in his face, like an empty, like, Hennessy bottle. I was like, you put the bottle down. I was telling him, give me the knife. Give me the knife. I was saying it just like that. It was like chaos around me. And since I was bred and born and raised in chaos, I was the calmest one. I was like, give me the knife. Go ahead, give me the knife. He grabbed my finger, and then he tries to bend it. He, like, bends it back as far as he can. And it was like... I don't know if anybody <laughs> is a Bad Girls fan. <laughs> like, way back in the day, Bad Girls Season 2 with um, Tanisha and Darlene. And they were at the club. And Darlene, like, was just, like, out of it drunk. And Tanisha's trying to help her and tell her something. And she has her finger pointed. And then Darlene grabs her finger. And she starts pulling her finger. And she's like, Darlene, let go of my finger. Dar Darlene, let go of my finger. Like, she couldn't believe that she was bending her finger like that. And then the look in Darlene's face, it was just like a trance. That same exact thing happened when I was trying to get the knife from him. He was like, I was like, let go of my finger. <laughs> let go of my finger. My finger hurt. My finger hurt the rest of 2020. This happened in August. And I'm telling you, off and on, my finger would hurt. Like, sometimes it was triggered by coldness. But anyway. So... <laughs> Get the guy to put the gun away. Get my friend. We somehow wrestled a knife from him. The other guys calmed down enough to not throw a bottle straight dead direct in his face. I think he's still got his gun. I'm not sure if he's pointing it or if he's putting it down. So now I'm trying to get my friend out of here. And also along with this, the other guy's girlfriend, now she's physically attacking my friend. Like I'm telling you, if I was not there, those three would have had like... Worst case scenario, they would have killed him and then tried to figure out or come up with some plan that said he was the aggressor, and then they would have gotten away with it. That's what I'm thinking, because the way they were trying to go in on him, like, I'm so glad I stayed. He needed someone there. So anyway, 
I finally get him outside. By the time I get him outside, because, you know, she's kicking and scratching and screaming and stuff like that. I'm just, me and the other guy, we were just really, like, wrestling, trying to break them up and stuff. Nobody, he wasn't actually trying to add any punches. I for sure wasn't trying to add any punches. We were just trying to separate it. Because in my mind, these dudes were, have been really good friends for a long time. And, you know, some things just happen. Emotions boil over. So, I was thinking, even in that moment, after this moment, especially when he was about to throw the bottle in his face, like, after this moment, you guys are probably going to regret this, like, a lot. So, my goal was to get them away before they could, like, do any more damage to each other. Because there is going to come a time when you're calmed down and you think about it and you're like, oh, fuck. So, that was my goal. And I don't I don't even know what the other fuck Tart's goal was. Like, like... Like, just imagine, like, you say go over here. Like, the fact that he pulled his gun out <laughs> when we already had him on the ground, we could already take the knife from him. The other guy, to me, it's like, if you pull your gun out and you, like, don't use it within the first few seconds of you shooting anybody, like, you're pussy. So, no, I'm not thinking about you and that gun. Like, you could have a pencil in your hand. You might as well have a pencil in your hand, and I would have the same. Like, I don't give a fuck about I can't outrun a bullet. So it's either you're going to shoot me or you're going to put your gun fucking away. Like, that's the only two. Or, like, if I feel like I have an option to, like, wrestle the gun. But it wasn't. <laughs> so I get him out. She's bleeding because she said he cut her. And I'm like, no, bitch. You were doing all that screaming and scratching and trying to fight him. And not bitch because she is a girl, but bitch because man or woman. Like, yo, bitch ass was being a bitch in that moment. Like, you made everything worse. You made everything worse. If it was a guy doing all that hemming and hollering and yelling and trying to jump in, he would be a bitch ass bitch too. So anyway, I'm trying to get him outside. And he's like, oh, I'm like, do you need anything? Because, like, it's clear that you, you can't stay here. Like, we can't. You just can't. We need. <laughs> like, what do you need? What do you need? So he needed, like, his glasses, his antidepressants. I was like, we, too, because we're going to need that because this was crazy. So I'm, like, knocking on the door. And they're like, what? What the fuck do you want? And I'm like, it's DeAndre. And um, he really needs his weed. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I just want to get a few things for him before. I really did say that. I was like, no, I just want to get a few things for him, like, because we're about to leave. We're going to leave. I kept telling them, I'm trying to get him out. We're going to leave. We're going to go to my place. It's all cool. So I go in, and he first he points his gun at me, like, when I get around the corner from the doorway into, like, the living room. And I'm like, dude, come on, I brought you wings. Put your gun away. You're not going to fucking shoot me. Because not only did I, like, not, not like, egg on the fight, I didn't jump in. I didn't try to knock your ass, your little ass out. Like, I was trying to separate you two from making, like, even worse mistakes, really. So I don't know why the fuck you got the gun in my face. But I didn't see any of that. I just... All of that went through my mind, but I was like, dude, I brought you wings. Like, I brought food to this party, and you're going to shoot me? I think it's not. And again, you've had your gun out for how long? This It felt like forever, but it was probably like 10, 12, 15 minutes of like, probably shorter, but it felt that long. And no, nothing, no shots rang out. So if no shots rang out, then you pussy. Like, you have enough wherewithal to think about it and think about holding that gun in your hand and pointing it at me and what it means. Like, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it, okay? So if you're thinking about it, think enough to put the gun away because your life is only going to be even more shittier after this. So I was like, dude. So I get a few things. He's still pissed off. He's still wanting me to leave. And I was like, 
So, um, yeah, he said he had weed. <laughs> so where's this? Where's this weed he said he had? And they're like, oh, dude, like, I don't know. Like, that. that's, and I was like, fuck. And then he, <laughs> and then when I get his stuff, but no weed, I actually did. I think I found some weed through the grapevine. Or no, he went to go get weed the next day. Um, he comes in, he's like, you want to shoot me, motherfucker? You want to shoot me, motherfucker? And I'm like, ugh, like, I was just about <laughs> to leave. Like, we had calmed everything down. <laughs> Right when I'm about to leave, he busted. I'm like, oh fuck! I don't think like this. This is not a setup. I didn't know he was gonna do this. I talked him down before I came back up. So then it was like round three, because it was like first time we pulled them apart. He went to go get a knife. Second time we pulled them apart. We got people to put weapons away. And then the third time he just barged in, wanting to be shot. And I'm like, Ugh. still. Uh, uh, I turned on the echo. Still, your ass ain't finna shoot me. But I was like, oh, shit, shit, fuck, fuck, shit. <laughs> so, <sighs> had to drag him out a third time. We ended up taking his um his roommate's car. <laughs> and his roommate didn't know because it wasn't, like, street legal. Like, the tags and stuff were expired, even though you can. It was legal around this time because they were very relaxed on certain things during, like, the height of quarantine. And we come to my place, and it's like. This person I'm really attracted to is finally, well, he spent the night, he's hung out before, but he's like, he's here, and he has nowhere else to go. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice having my crush around for those three days, but then he went to go stay with his sister, and I haven't seen him since. (laughs) And since then, since talking to him again, like, he really is a cool, dope, heterosexual person, I think. And, like, it's, like, I'm at a maturity stage where I just can't keep, (laughs) I just can't keep, like, throwing my gay-ass coin in a hetero wishing well, hoping that a fine-looking hetero man will come out and want this. I can't, I can't do that. (laughs) So I've hung up that part of it, but he's still a great person. (laughs) It's still good looking. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a little story about a party I went to in quarantine. And another thing with the guns and why I've become so desensitized, not be- just because of what's been going on in society right now. But like, when I was five, uh, my cousin, who's around my mom's age, she passed away recently. But she came over in a rush in a hurry because her ex-boyfriend was chasing her. So she went to my mom and then we all went to my granddad's, which is literally like a seven minute drive down the street and around the corner. So I'm a little kid. I'm thinking it's fun. We're playing. So we're every, the adults are panicked. The kids are just laughing and having a good time, even though we're being chased by this crazy ex-boyfriend. Get to my grandparents' house. Everybody's getting out, rushing inside. I'm like the last kid out. I'm like five. I'm one of the smallest kids. I think I get caught up in the seatbelt. And at first, you know, I'm still laughing. <laughs> and he's coming up the driveway. And I still remember, think about Ice Cube and like, I don't know. Just like how Ice Cube's mean mug face was when he was like younger in his early 20s. That's the kind of face I kind of remember. And he's walking up the driveway with a gun. But my little kid ass is thinking like, <laughs> So we go inside, and one thing that I remember, they told us all to go in the back room, but one specific thing I remember was 
while we're going to the back room, my granddaddy has his shotgun on the side of him. He's sitting in a reclining chair and he's putting on his socks. <laughs> so he wasn't even panicked. He was like, ah. <laughs> so I've had that situation with a gun. I used to have a dealer back when I really first started uh, buying weed. And even though he had a camera outside, a security camera, systems all around his place, he would always answer the door with a gun in my face. Always. But he sold, like, this was also the only deal I've ever gone to who sold more than just weed. He sold a bunch of different kind of pills, and he sold crack. So I think that was the determining factor with his use of excessive gun in my face force. Because I'm not a crackhead. Never never was, never been, never gonna be. So, like, I don't want nothing. I just want weed. I remember one time, um... I went there to get some weed, and these two white guys in, like, flannel shirts and jeans were there, and they were buying a whole bunch of pills. And I was just looking like, when I first got there, they seemed out of place and odd because this was a predominantly black area in space. Like, predominantly black, just in this one little area. So even if you were Hispanic, it seemed a little out of place. And even if you were Hispanic, you were surrounded by just a whole bunch of other black people. So to see these two middle-aged, very white-looking, flannel-dressing guys in blue jeans, dudes, coming in and buying, like, a fuck ton of pills, like, not kind of like, just the way they looked, it wasn't like they were going to sell it. I just knew it was an operation. I just knew it was a sting. Like, it was clear to me. I don't know how it was clear to him. Maybe all those years of all those nights of cooking up crack, he couldn't put two and two together. But I was like, oh, yeah. Like, this is a sting. I even told my friend when I got back in the car. And sure enough, when we went back around the next time, his place was boarded up. It looked like the windows had been kicked in. I was like, <laughs> fucking sting. So I had that experience with the gun. I remember one time me and my cousin were hanging out downtown. And this homeless guy tried to sell her some weed for like a couple of, like $20. And he had like two or three grams. But it was just like a small half of a half of a half of a gram nugget and he wouldn't she wasn't going for it and he flashed her gun <laughs> so then we had to go into a bar and tell them and then it had a Natsuo's downtown Houston it's a bar called Natsuo's and the bar next to them was under construction but they were still going back and forth I guess using some of the facilities in the in the other undone restaurant so we go in and tell them and they're like oh shit it kind of gets quiet I think they call the police and two of the bartenders get into an argument, and one just slaps the other. Like, one white chick slaps this black dude, and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we're like, we got we to get out of here. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I've had enough experiences with guns to, at this point, not really care about a gun or be afraid of it, even if you have one, because I, I cannot outrun a bullet. There's not much I can do, especially if we're in close range. And then, again, like I said, if you have it, and you're not using it without within the first few seconds, and I'm really not. I really don't give a shit. So, anywho, that was my party in quarantine story. I actually have two other incidents <laughs> of people tripping out on me in quarantine. One is actually recorded. The other one is not. Um, I don't know if I will get into that maybe next week. But what I will say is, you cannot do acid. You cannot do acid with everybody. I would say, out of all the people you think you can do acid with, you can probably do acid with none of them. Maybe half of one of them. Because a lot of people can't 
it's like one of those things that you just gotta if your mind isn't strong enough to be able to hold on or be able to let yourself go but still be able to come back like last time i was like acid it was nighttime i was looking at trees and they looked like monsters they were like gonna swallow me whole and i was like this is pretty cool but if you're not like that then don't do acid but yeah come back next week i'll find out when i talk about while i'm talking about it Thanks for listening.